I'm Megan Mitchell. This is my co-host, John Morrison, and you, yeah, you, <laughs> are listening to the True North Race Ain't no hesitation, got me going crazy. Keep it moving, I'm tuned in to True North Racing Podcast that you need if you got the need for speed. John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry. Short track, stop car racing, gotta get it height. Saturday night under the lights, hear the engine booming by. Smell the gas and feel the vibe, going into overdrive. Drop the flag, then the car zooming by. Hey, True North Racing, let's go. Welcome back to a new year of the True North Racing Podcast. I'm Megan Mitchell, and joining me, as always, is John Morrison. How's it going, everyone? It's definitely good to be back after the holiday break. Megan, how were you, how were your holidays? Pretty good. What'd you Generally. get up to? Um, not too much. There's a lot of like last minute shopping, just because of the move. So, didn't really do much. Just kind of hung around at home and. You know, with my family really it's about it what about Ain't you? nothing wrong with that mm. uh my holidays were pretty good um got to have some fun with the kids over the over the week that, the, that we had them uh lots of things changing up on my end which is nice uh but it's uh it's it's good though we're, we're we made it to 2023 mm -hmm. let's let's we can all give ourselves a round of applause with that one um you know, it's that that just means we're getting closer and closer to race season, which I don't know about you. I'm getting pretty excited for it. J j Nervous. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that I feel like that's a lot of people still like there's guys who are probably still working on their cars or having touched their cars from last year. Yeah, uh, it's lots of things happen. Did you see what Sunset Speedway is up to now? I have not seen anything from Sunset. They have just be came back to a uh, NASCAR sanctioned track. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that they dropped that on Saturday, and uh, they're going back to the NASCAR sanction for their. I think I saw. It was the late models. It was the super stocks it was i think i saw the modifieds and the hot rod class were all going to be classified wow. under the nascar banner next year which is wow. kind of cool um it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out up there i i'm always a fan when the tracks and everything can have the funding to be able to get the nascar title sponsorship uh mm -hmm. and run the weekly division the only thing that that I find is an issue for us here in Canada is we only have six months of racing. So we I was I was down with Cam Thompson on Saturday. I know I'm just realized I'm just going way off topic here already to start the show. <laughs> just, New Year, same us. Apparently, we're just going to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was talking with Cam Thompson on Saturday and we were saying, like, it would be nice if three tracks can come together one run Friday night, one run Saturday, one run Sunday. And then that way our guys could really have a chance to run for the national points. So you can, I mean, it works for the dirt tracks. Like you meet, you have Oshwegan Friday, Merrittville Saturday, Humberstone Sunday. And there's yeah. a lot of drivers that go to each one. So that'd be really cool. It, it would be nice to see. The only problem is, is 
I'm not saying that dirt is easier because, you know, dirt, dirt is just as hard, if not harder than asphalt sometimes, but it's the, do you have the dedicated crew guys? Cause with mm-hmm. asphalt, especially with a pro late, there's things you are going to have to change from Friday night to Saturday night to Sunday night, depending on the track you go to. Oh, big time. Yeah. Right. Just like those dirt guys. I'm sure they don't get out of there till 12, one o'clock drive the let's say minimum 30 minutes to go home Mm -hmm. park the car in the garage get up at 8 a.m and do it all over again Mm -hmm. right you i feel like you'd have to have a dedicated group of guys to be able to do that big time but again i would love to see something like that so that way we can see more uh involvement from nascar in canada um because like we got the Pinty series and that's all cool and stuff, but that's the only thing that we have. Like last year we didn't have NASCAR sanctioned tracks and I love it. I love, I love going in there and you know, you go up to sunset and there's the thing it's, you know, NASCAR home track, NASCAR wheel or NASCAR, no, no longer NASCAR wheeling, uh, NASCAR advanced auto parts, weekly series track. Like it's cool. Exactly. And you know what? And I was saying some, I was telling someone else this. It's great for sponsorship. This is, this is the one thing people, you can hate NASCAR for all you, all you want. Hate them. I, I don't care. But the one thing that is beautiful to have is that card that says you're a NASCAR member. Mm-hmm. Because one, if you're going to a sponsor, do you know how much easier it is to go up to, to a sponsor who may not be involved in racing and go, yeah, I race NASCAR. Everyone's heard of NASCAR. Exactly. Not everybody's heard of, of Sunset your, or Flamborough. Uh, uh, like, yeah. It's like, oh, where NASCAR. do you run? Like, oh, what's what, you know, what do you run? Like. And mm-hmm. it's easier for them to be able to sell sponsorship based on that mm-hmm. because of that NASCAR name. And to be fair, I, I was in high school. I was in high school. I was 16, 15 ish when I got my NASCAR member license because of uh, David Elliott. Yeah. I would go to school. I would like, what did you do Friday? And I was like, Whoosh. I was in, Na- I was in NASCAR. He's, <laughs> I was a bit of a dork in high school. I'm going to be honest when it came to like, I, I, I flaunted that card whenever I could. I feel that though. Cause like the one year when I was in high school, I think it was high school. My dad registered a Thunderstock for us vegan. Yep. Wasn't ready. It never happened, but I registered as a driver too. So I had the driver card. Yeah. And I felt so <clears throat> cool. Like this was Woo-hoo! like way years before I started racing. So it just made me feel like like an actual driver. And then to go online and see my name on the roster, and I'm like, I don't even have a car. <laughs> like, but guess what? I'm there. Nobody at school knew that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's it makes you re- cool. Like even if like even if it's not like the NASCAR card and stuff, just a simple yeah card saying that you are a registered driver or crew or whatever. It feels good. It feels official. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does it ever is. And I, I wish sunset speedway 
nothing but the best. Hopefully the partnership works out and we can see better, maybe even better car counts at, at um, Sunset because of that, because it's going to be able to help people get sponsorship and go run. Um, I, I'm, I really hope all the best. Like that, that's all I, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I don't think much has come out since last time we talked about Sobble Speedway. Grand Ben released. Was Grand, it? yes. That's you want cool. talk about that real quick. Okay. So what was it? They're gonna have is it between 10 p.m. and 1 p.m.? I'm, I believe. I'm, I'm gonna like, pull it up right now, but you okay. why don't you start telling them what it is? So they're gonna have like live entertainment after the races. I didn't catch because I didn't read it myself, honestly. My mom was telling me about it. I didn't get a chance to go read it. So I can't remember if they're serving alcohol. I would assume that they are. So here it is. Here, this is the official uh, rundown from Grand Bend Speedway. New at Grand Bend Speedway and Festival Center for the 2023 season. Entertainment on a whole new level. The Outside Groove Party Bar open every Saturday night during the races. Then after with live music and DJs on the brand new Land Shark stage. It is going to be a nightclub, bands. Uh, there's even going to be um, ride-alongs that you can do after the races. Like, while the music's going on and stuff, they're going to have around-the-bend ride-alongs. Um, and it starts at 10 p.m. and goes till 2 a.m. I'm excited for that because I think we talked about it at the end of the last season. What's the one thing that tracks need to do? Be more accessible. Be more op- opportunistic. <clears throat> opportunistic. Mm-hmm. I love the approach Grand Band is going here. Um, they already have, by the looks of it, I got to see here. So I think even Grand Band is, by the looks of it, is holding uh, Ribfest. Okay. And they already have an act announced for that stage. Wow. So July 10th, I think I see. July 15th. From 8.30 p.m. to 11 p.m., they will be having almost hip. Okay. So that's going to be... I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty happy to hear about that. That they're going to have Rib Fest and they already have a band. But going back to it, Tracks really do need to do something like this. Like, I mean, we talked about it the other night. Yeah. And I still hold that opinion that they need to start doing things like that because as I don't want to say it, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there that would go to a track, but they don't want to sit there and just watch cars on the track all night. You need to throw something else in there to grab attention. And that is exactly what people are looking for absolutely here's like here's, genius here's the one thing okay indy indianapolis has done this michigan has done this because i've been i've been there but at indianapolis do you know what they did during the 500 the indy 500 for the indy cars <clears throat> if i remember the one year they had florida georgia line playing cool. a concert in the infields while the 500 was going on oh so think about it. Do you know 
200, I think it's over 250,000 people can fit at Indianapolis. Do you know how much more people that just brought in because they, they're going to buy a race ticket and they're going to buy a FGL ticket? A lot. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are going to buy those tickets and go see them. I was like, damn, that's cool. Concert and a race in one. Beautiful. I went to Michigan. I got, I won free passes from KX 94, seven on the Saturday, right after the truck race over the PA system. All you hear is, uh, right now on the stage in turn one outside turn one, uh, Tim Duggar followed by, I think, uh, who was it? Damn it. Uh, Keith Anderson. And if you've never listened to Tim Duggar, one, he's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Two, he is probably <laughs> one of the most well-known country artists in NASCAR. Yeah. Because that guy travels with the series a lot of the time and he performs at the track. Yeah. Like that's his gig a lot of the time. And I'm and you know what? Like he puts on a great show. But guess what? That's the retention. You you can do like there, when you got go-karting on, you need to be out in the community. And that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing I stress is you got to be in the community. Definitely. Tracks got to get out more. They got to be involved because you can no longer rely on word of mouth. No. Word of mouth, it, it, unfortunately, is dead. It, it is all, it, it's not dead, dead, but it's a lot of it is still social media based now. Yeah. So if you see people going on, your Google account or whatever and leaving reviews and their negative reviews, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. Like, or even though there's a positive review, you got to run with that and, and continue doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But with grand Ben opening up a, a, a grand state or a, opening up a stage, love it. Praise it. I I'm, I'm excited. And I mean that ride around too. I feel like that's going to be huge. Because for even me as a kid to sit in those grandstands, I always wanted to be on that track, whether it's in a car or just standing on it or standing in the infield. And even to this day, I race at Flambro. And mm-hmm. every time I get to step foot onto that track, I'm like, this is so cool. Like, it's just, it's cool. Every, every track I get to, I love if I get a chance to be able to walk on the track. Mm-hmm. It is one for me because you 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 guys know this. I'm a huge I love history. Yeah. I love history of motorsports. A lot of people know this about me. The one thing I can never stress enough <clears throat> is when I walk onto a pavement or dirt or whatever, and I think like uh Junior Hanley's raced here. Uh mm-hmm. you know, think about the Elliots, think about uh the Shaws, the house, the you, you know. T- these big names the shepherds y- you think of their names it's cool you almost feel like you're not worthy to be uh, to me i feel like i'm never worthy enough to be able walking on these tracks mm-hmm. like i get i'm doing i'm covering my stuff i'm doing what i need to do but it's still such an unreal feeling like what what is it? i went to uh whenever i go to toronto Okay, uh, at the CNE grounds, they one, 
where BMO Field is roughly where the outfield almost, yeah, the outfield was uh, for CNE Stadium. That's back when they held baseball there. They held uh, football. They and then when those things moved to the Sky Dome, they turned it back into asphalt racing. Mm-hmm. Think about when you go back and think about who even raced there prior to the, that stuff being turned into that. Do you realize Richard Petty got his first start in NASCAR in Toronto? Honestly, no, I didn't. It, okay. I can't, I don't know the year, but he got his first start at the CNE grounds in Toronto for a NASCAR yeah. race. That's cool. So think about that. His first, I think, I think it was the convertible. I'm going to, I'm going to look this up because I want to make sure I'm correct here. And I, I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not meaning to take so long here. Because we got to get to our guest here. We got Cameron Lane coming on here in just a little bit. Richard Petty, first race. 1958, Jim Median 500, Toronto. And it was in the, uh, uh, crap, the, the convertible class. Okay. Yeah. So... First of all, let's just applaud that for a second because that's just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's I, I I don't really know where I was going to that, but yeah, it's just cool. I think tracks absolutely need to think about it more because it's they don't. I think some track owners because they're there all the time, they don't realize how cool it is to most people to be able to have those opportunities. Whereas you do, you look at it and you see the history, you know, the history. And I mean, that's what I think sometimes even when I'm driving out there, I'm like, Oh my God, like there's been so many cool drivers on this track before me. Yeah. And I'm out here now. And it's just the same as like, we talked about it the other night, certain people that don't know what an influence they hold. It's like, I look at Adam Ross and I'm like, Oh my God, you're so cool. Uh, yeah and it's like he probably doesn't even know what an influence he had like (laughs) he might but some people don't know the influence that like tracks and people hold so it's like take it and run that's exactly it you know like you're right though like adam ross like he is such an influence to us Mm -hmm. because for myself like i would kill i would love to do what he's doing doing g-force going nascar pinty stuff you know to me that's the kind of stuff i would love to do i would love to be able to sit there and call races Mm -hmm. because to me sitting there and calling a race you can have a lot of fun with that and when i watch g-force and i see how greg and uh greg uh clinton and, and adam all act i can't help but just think like, man, like I would kill to be that one of those guys to enjoy the, myself with, with the camaraderie that they got. They, they razz each other. Yeah. Um, but still like, that's the whole point of it. Like they, they help make the time go. Yeah. Like they're not like a regular TV service where they can throw it to commercial. Their producers like throw it to commercial, throw it to commercial and we'll be back after this. G-Force, they don't got that option. No. They don't have it. They literally go, 
shoot the crap for about 15 minutes and they're like oh maybe you know we should run some ads for about five minutes and for like 30 seconds right mm-hmm. so i'm anyways going back to our original thought here gren ben phenomenal idea bringing in the stage i love it i cannot wait to come to the track and i'm hoping to get out to grand ben this summer mm-hmm. and enjoy night at the races and go enjoy some music afterwards that'd be fun yeah uh we have a lot of other stuff we need to get to but i feel like we're gonna talk a lot tonight uh so i feel like right now we let's just get in our guest this week what do you think sure all right let's bring in our this week's guest cameron lane all right guys joining us this week on the true north racing podcast is the driver the number 24 c is cameron lane cam how are you man pretty good up yourself there uh jonathan pretty good man uh thank you for joining us this week how's your off season going Pretty good. Uh, I've been busy with work and stuff and trying to get the race car ready for next year and hoping to have a better 2023 season than our last couple seasons. But What do you, uh, what do, you do for work? Um, I'm a welder and I'm also a lift installer. Okay, nice. Pretty good job. Pretty good job. Yeah, keeps me on my feet all day. That's about it. So, hey, nothing wrong with that. Pays the bills, right? Yeah. Pays <laughs> keeps the race it- car. That's what I was about to say. Keeps the race car running, right? Yeah. Uh, so how's the, how's it, so how's your how's your twenty twenty two season? The twenty twenty two season was good. We uh we went off with a rough start there at the beginning where we had to take a break for a little bit because we're not really of a, like a high funded race team. We're more of a like low budget race team. We work with what we got, and if we upgrade, we would upgrade. So we updated the car about mid season got all the like newer stuff on there just to compete and once we were out there we we're doing pretty good we were catching up on lap times pretty fast it's just the the driver was a little rusty of course that's that's how it always is but but so far it's been pretty good i mean it's it's worked a lot better than our uh, past couple seasons we've been improving slowly which is which is a win for us really hey as long as you keep moving forward that's all that matters yeah right? i mean it's it's a wind us if uh, the car comes on the trailer one piece that's that's all that matters so how long have you guys been modified racing i've been racing the modified since 2019 okay i uh, i raced for somebody else for one or two races and i got the itch i was racing mini stocks and b6 cars and i raced the thunderstock a couple times previous to that and i raced go-karts when i was younger and atvs but well, we're definitely going to touch base on that ATV stuff because that's uh, I'm always into the unique racing ideas. Uh, but let, let's jump, let's get into that actually. Uh, so how'd you, how, how'd you first get involved in racing? How did you start? Well, I was about five years old and it was Christmas morning. I was Just five or six. Time. Yeah, I, mean, I look out in the front window and there's three uh, uh, 150 cc racing quads sitting on the front lawn i'm like oh okay what's this for my dad walks out and hands me the keys says, yeah you get your ass on that and you're racing that so that's where me and my brother started off in oh wow that's pretty cool actually yeah that's uh so how long did you race race quads for uh we raced for about three years until we wanted to upgrade and we weren't we couldn't really upgrade because uh we're not a two-wheeled bike family really we don't like the two-wheel situation and the only way to upgrade was going to dirt bike and motocross yeah so then we got into that rc car racing for a bit 
we did that uh, a little professionally, me and my brother, and then then we ended up going go kart racing after that. Hold hold up, you said you did RC racing professionally. Yeah, so like we had a couple of clubs down here. Okay, like, whereabouts are you from? So we can have a better idea here. I'm in I'm in St. Catharines. Okay. So, so there are places down here that do RC racing. So like kind of like what kind of RC racing is it? Just like drag racing? Is it like circuit track? What, what are we looking at here? Uh, it'd be uh, so we race dirt course, and okay. then we also race, uh carpet oval. The carpet oval. Yeah. Well, okay, so what are these places? Give a give a shout out to these places if they're still around, because like, I I'm I know Niagara RC World is still open. They do okay. the mud now too, but that's where we uh, we race the course the dirt, so that they have an actual indoor clay track. Um, he's pretty busy still. He does all the mud boss stuff, so we did that, and then we also raced at Allenberg in uh, Niagara Falls, Allenberg and Thorold area. So yep. we race the uh, the carpet oval every Sunday. Uh, we were pretty big into it. Like we had probably two bedrooms full in our house of just racing stuff, and for that, and like just kept buying oh. more and more, just like upgrade. And I I don't care what anyone else says. That is amazing. Like that. Do you did you guys at least have fun doing that? Yeah, that's how we got into go kart racing because we were at Niagara RC World and a go kart was hanging from the ceiling by uh, two pieces of steel tying wire and we decided to offer the guy some money and he's like sure take it so then we ended up racing that thing like a week later and then got all the rc car stuff because it was too slow for us so, so where, where was where was your first laps laid down in a, in a go-kart uh gallagher's where's that on hill it's a privately owned uh track okay so we did that and then we finally moved up to um merrittville yep and uh, sadly, Hummerstone didn't have their go-kart track because I heard good things about that. And then 1061 Speedway also closed down for that. So we raced Merrittville and we raced Gallagher's full-time in go-karts. Okay. How old were you when you guys started doing that? I was probably about maybe 11, 12 at the time. Wow. So you've been going at it for a while now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so how So how long did you guys race go-karts for? We raced go-karts, so I was probably around 11, 12. I raced it probably all the way up till I was about, I think, 14, 15. And then, I got, and then I got into cars after that right away. And that's when you made your mini stock debut? and Yeah. Yeah, my brother stayed in it for a bit. For the, So uh, what was your first mini stock then? Like, uh, what was, was the a, car? It was a Ford Mustang. Okay. Where did you guys get the car from? Uh, I got it from a buddy of mine. So I we we actually had like twenty race cars in our life. So <laughs> we uh so we bought that one, and then I ended up a couple years later. I ended up picking up Melissa Bullen's old uh, mini stock. Yep. I raced that. That was probably the best mini stock I've ever had. That thing handled so good. Had a nice power plant in it. Sadly, I sold it to a Southern Ontario Motor Speedway guy. And then somebody else picked it up. Uh, a girl's actually racing it currently. Nice. They're, uh, in the car. So she's doing pretty well. She's last year was her first year. So. And she's down at uh, Southern Ontario, you said? Yeah. She raced Oshwegan last year a bit. And then she's at Southern Ontario. Yeah. What, what's the name? Do you know? Uh, I know 
Crazy Girl Racing. Uh, Terry St. Jules is her wife or, or husband. Sorry. Megan's probably gonna do some research on this. Yeah, she... <laughs> I feel like I have to. I have to know. Like I probably know who it is. Me- Megan's essentially a resident Oshawaian reporter. Because <laughs> she, she, well, I mean, before she moved, she just she just moved in early uh, December there. But like before, she were like what, no more than fifteen minutes away from there. Yeah. So many many a nights were spent there. <clears throat> now now we're gonna have to go name looking after this. Yeah. So after the mini stock, you guys moved up to the thunder the thunder stock, right? Yeah, like I I went from mini stock to sportsman. Okay. My brother went to Thunderstocks. Okay, so actually he went he started from V6 Thunderstock then went back to uh and then went to mini stock for probably a couple of races. Like we we built him a car and then he wanted to go back to V6 and then go to the Thunderstocks. Okay. So what what was the driving force for you to go from a mini stock up to the Sportsman modifieds? Like the driving force? The, yeah, like what like what what helped you like what what was the reasoning behind you guys moving up like moving up to the division you guys were in? It's just when it, uh, I got offered a ride in Brighton one uh, one year and I took it and I enjoyed it very much. When I first time I did pretty good. I was setting some fast lap times. Sadly, I didn't make the feature both nights because there's about 40, 50 cars there every time you're racing at Brighton. Yeah. But I just got the itch. And then uh, next month, I ended up buying Brent Bigelow's old car and raced that. What uh, I, I feel like there, there's I just realized there's a guy on Facebook that I have on Facebook. He probably I think he wanted I think he yeah, I think he wanted to ask a question, but I think he didn't know when you were coming on. So I feel like he's going to be upset when this airs and he realizes it. Um, Joey Harriman's. Oh yeah, yeah. The fifty-seven car. Yeah, I was going to say I'm like he asked me this week. He's like, "Have you guys recorded with Cam yet?" I was like, "No." I'm like that's that's this week. So I thought he might have had a question, but he hasn't answered me or gone back to me yet. So, um, how, so how's the modified been going for you? Like, like obviously, like the rookie year, it's going to be all learning. But uh, how was that first season for you? It's it's going pretty good. Um, it's just like I got to work on setup a little bit better. The car I run is not like a car you would buy down here. It's a U.S. car, so it's a DKM. Okay. So trying to find setup books, setup uh, relativities for that car is kind of hard because the setup that they want isn't there is not like what they have down here. Like down here, it's coilovers, short rod uh extra degree axles and like when you go to the states they're like oh still run torsion bars like nobody's on torsion bars down here they haven't been on it for three four years now so just try to keep up the pace with everybody and try to be get up 10 years ahead instead of being 10 years behind is yeah a little difficult honestly i i feel that with the uh with the cvms just like two years ago we made the the change over to loud coilovers on the cars and it's been a game changer for them. Like we've gotten a lot more interest from drivers and stuff like that to come run the class because essentially you can take half the stuff you're doing in a, in a super asphalt super stock and go run it in a, in a CVM car now. Yeah. Um, I actually helped build two CVM cars. Sorry. I helped build two CVM cars and I remember the coil over switch over. Hold, hold up. Who'd you, who'd you help with? Uh, Bill Stoner. I, I helped oh build- yeah. 
with uh, Rob Clark. Which which car did you guys do that work on? The was it was it Bill's car or? Uh, I did uh, Bill's car. I helped all the coilover setup on that when he okay. first we did it, and then I helped redo the Bandit with Johnny Crash. Okay, nice. Because he we shared a shop together down Niagara on the Lake. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. Okay, nice. The one that currently is in a million pieces of ash right now, but yep, yep. Don't don't give me start. I remember that like mm-hmm. first or second night of there, Flamero. <laughs> With uh, with Robbie guy losing a motor going into one. That was not that was not a good night. Um, actually, was that a night? No, I think he just lost a motor and just kept going around. Yeah, that was that night because Joe Joe lost a re- another uh, rear clip on that car that night. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so you so you know a lot of this stuff. You, it seems like you you're kind of going on the the right path and you guys you guys have a good trajectory or good trajectory going upwards here um so what so let's let's dive into the into 2023 what are some of your plans for this year 2023 uh i'm looking into i went and looked today i'm looking at getting a bicknell chassis okay upgrade my chassis this year so if i could upgrade my chassis that would be a couple steps ahead than last year, which is, is an improvement for us because at least Bicknell, I could call. They could give me technical support here and I could get all that stuff, which is nice. And then a lot of guys run the Bicknells down here anyway. So like you could talk to somebody say, hey, like what can I do to make my car handle better like this and that. And a lot of guys down here are very helpful for that. And then a lot of guys will confuse you, just take a shock off their car, run in their trailer for 10 minutes and then take that same shock and put it back on the car, not even do anything to it thinking you're doing all these changes but really you're not yeah it's like a mind game that's the thing is sometimes drivers will help you get within the ballpark to be competitive and then after that they'll stop helping you or there's guys who will like who will fake you completely out and you you just got to guess it's like what do you what do you do differently like it's it's racing you got your friends and then you got your frenemies essentially yeah Right, you're like you said. I we I think a lot of us have seen that where guys taking something off the car, run into their trailer, close it up, don't do anything, <laughs> just you don't hear nothing. Next thing, he just walks back out and just nonchalantly puts it back in. Yeah, uh, I think we've seen Andy Camrath do that a few times in the mini stock at or uh, in one of this one of the cars at Flambro. All of a sudden, you'll see the car go up, covers go over the wheels, and then he'll just pull stuff off and just walk away. And then come back. I don't know if he's ever done nothing, but he's always searching for that next tenth. So I, I I believe he's touching stuff up to to get faster. Either they're touching something, or it's a big mind game to confuse you. To that, that's you exactly it. I would I I kind of wish I could go back on some times, like on some timing and scoring, to see if they have when he was doing that stuff, to see if I can figure out like if he actually gained a tenth or if he just stayed the same and just messed everyone else up. It's possible. <laughs> everybody, everybody does that. Finds that extra tenth. Oh yeah. Just, you got to right, like. Uh, that's how you continue getting faster, right? We're we're all trying to beat our personal best, or we're trying to beat, you know. The the guy who's up front, we want to beat him by a tenth. A minimum a lap kind of thing. You want to cons- consistently be that guy. Um. But you know it's it's 
as as much it, it's a huge learning process to be able to get all that right and you got to be willing to put in the work for that yeah like all all of these like set of books that everybody's got like that's years of experience and years of like learning they call that's why they call it the bible oh we know why uh May, we know Megan's sister has the Bible for their team. <laughs> Every time that car touches the track, you you comes off the track. She's running over there, grabbing tire pressure, checking everything on their car, and 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 but that's what you go off of. Yeah, you know that's how you that when you try something that you you reference what you got. You reference well, like that, that book. That night, Megan won in the uh, her uh, car. You to go back to that reference night. So if the like, mm-hmm. everything. Put it back there. You're there. You go. You got your start. You got to adjust some something minor just to get that little bit of a eight to a ten. Boom, you're set. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how much. Even when you're not racing, you're still racing. Yeah. Like doesn't we we said Megan and I said to this the other night when we were talking we were hanging out was that you you win a race, but where you win that race is in the shop. Um. So sorry, you you got you're getting a big known chassis. I know we just randomly just went off rails <laughs> there. Um, that's usually our that's usually our theme around here is just going off rails, even with our guests. Uh, so you're getting so you're planning on getting a big known chassis. Um, yeah. so you plan on running Humberstone or uh Merrittville full time? Yeah, Merrittville full time. Uh, hum, Humberstone uh full time, and then I'm gonna try to work my way to Ransomville. Ooh, that'd be fun. If I can get if I can get to Ransomville, I'll try out their couple of their classes up there. Like I know they got the uh, novice and the sportsman. Yep. So they got both novice sportsman and sportsman. So if I if I choose between the two and I like one, I'll stick to it. And it's just the like trying to get there Friday, getting over the border, make sure you have enough time to set up everything, get the car ready. That that's always the biggest thing, right? Is making sure you have that time. How far of a of a drive is it from ransom from your house to Ransomville? I've been told it's like an hour and a half. Oh man, that's not terrible at all. That's it, Megan. We're getting passports. We're going on a road trip. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just need to get a passport first before I can go. <laughs> but honest, I've I've heard good things about Ransomville, and I was always curious. Like I've seen how far it is from my house. Um. It's definitely not that far, but it, it would be a good time. I think it looks like a good track anyways to go run. Have you, have you, been, you've been able to visit obviously? No, I haven't visited yet. Oh no. You just heard good things about it. I just heard good things about it. Like uh, an old buddy of mine, which is Noah, he raced there full time. He ended up picking up the uh, novice champion. Yeah. Here. So. Yeah. That, I, 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 when I saw that, I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. Like I, I'm just all about clean racing. Like, did you get the bangers down here and you're spending money on your car and it gets mm-hmm. tore up? Then you're redoing it all again all week and then getting it all ready and set up last minute to go racing again. Yeah, that's 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 always the tough part. And you you got to find those good places where they do cl- relatively clean racing. Um, so that's cool that you're going to try to go get down to Ransomville though, because that like I said, I've heard good things. I've heard good things about the track. And it definitely seems like one of those ones that is definitely manageable to get on a Friday night if you want to. Yeah. Um. So Humberstone, Maryville full time. 
and Ransomville. That you know that that's that. Hey, so that's pre- that's a pretty good season up ahead mm-hmm. for you. Um, last year I did it. Was it? I gotta. Ch- I'm gonna. I'm gonna check my messages here. But before we do, or I'm, I'll bring this up after. I say let's get into our fan question period. Okay. So as you saw earlier, we we put it out on Facebook there that uh, we got a bunch of questions submitted in uh, to be able to ask you. You ready to answer them? Sure. All right, Megan, take it away while I look up this uh, <clears throat> this other thing here. Okay. okay. First of all, I've never known how to pronounce his last name, so I hope I'm saying it right. Jordan Fid- is it Fiddler? Yeah, Fiddler. Oh, okay. He said, "What are your future plans in racing?" Which I guess we kind of talked about it. <laughs> My future plans. One one day, I I hope to have a like a sprint car. I've always wanted a sprint car, but just what you gotta put into a sprint car is a lot more than what I'm in right now. And for me to upgrade, I'm looking at probably the same amount to even update my car. So, and I enjoy the sportsman class. It's it's like a good class. You just gotta put in the work. That's all really racing's about. Is putting in the work find that extra 10th like uh jonathan said mm-hmm. definitely and jordan again oh boy said when are you gonna find <laughs> okay i <laughs> i find this okay when are you finally going to become a man and build a bone stock <laughs> well you could tell jordan that he did that upon himself <laughs> I, I towed his car for uh, last year up to Delaware. He got sick one weekend, so I went with his uh, crew guy, Nick, for flat broke racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steve Shaw Jr. drove the car. So then they said, oh, why don't you take it out for a practice because you're too chicken to drive on asphalt. <laughs> well, I always say asphalt's for getting to the dirt track, but I actually I actually enjoyed it. I ended up getting 14th of 32 cars in time trials on the practice uh, second run. And Steve ended up getting fifth. So it's really good. See, I just, even as a pure stock driver myself, I feel like dirt modifieds are way cooler. <laughs> I find the bone stocks fun. They're fun. They're really fun. Especially we're, uh, we're with uh, Chris, uh, Chris Lawrence and all that BT racing. Oh, and they're they're a hoot, and then you have uh, the uh, triple B racing. Oh, mm. It it was just like part like partying and laughing at each other at the end of the night. You didn't get home till didn't leave the racetrack till like one o'clock in the morning, and it's a two hour and a half drive home. That's a big drive. That, that's a that sounds par for the course. And then the last question is: Is it Kate? Kaylin Marie or Caitlin? Uh, it was Kaylin. Kate? No, no, no T, no T. No T, Kaylin. Okay. What was the first track you raced at? So the f- first track I, uh, track I raced at was probably, I'd say, Gallagher's for the go karts and Merrittville for the race cars. Nice. I think that was the last. Yeah, that was the last question. Oh yeah, that's where I needed to go. <laughs> I'm s- sorry. I'm still trying to find what I was looking for, because for whatever reason, messages got deleted. Uh, I don't know where they are. So now I need to go back through my news section here on my website. Give- 
Get, give me two more seconds because this is <laughs> this is bugging me, and I need to make sure I'm getting this correct. That's all. Because I, I I hate doing that. Uh, there it is. Do, 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 do. Give me like I, I'm sorry, guys. I I I. Yeah, not even that one too. <laughs> Cam, Cam, I got a question. Did you did you ask to be part of the the Joe Media rundown there for, at the end of the season? Uh, yeah. Yes, got it. Found it. Just as I freaking <laughs> asked that, I found it. <laughs> I I gotta ask, man. What 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 was the reason you reached out to me after I put up saying that we were going to promote drivers for free for the for the last few weekends of the season? I, I came across it on Facebook and uh, Jor- Jordan sent it to me and a couple other guys sent it to me. Like I know Cam, I know Cam from around the racetrack, Cam Thompson. Yeah, I know him are friends and I see it and I'm like, I've heard I've heard of this podcast. I've heard of you filming in car footage. It's just I could never know the name. <laughs> I'm just doing so much. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like I had I had you on Facebook too, and I have Megan on Facebook. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> And we're both sharing all the stuff all the time. So. <laughs> I'm like, it's something to do with a J. I said, I've always wanted to reach out, but I can never figure out their name. I've seen it. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm texting Jonathan right now. I said, like, <laughs> if you want to throw me in there, if not, it's okay. I don't care. But like, and then you text me like, yeah, I'll throw you in there. Yeah. Dude, I was, like I said, I just put it up on Facebook. I just thought for, you know, for shits and giggles. I was like, you know what? Like, if it helps some racers get more promotion, even for like a couple weekends at the end of the season, it, to me, that, that's the one thing that drives me is I want to promote racers. And sometimes I, 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 I'm nice enough and I would like to give back. And I know that that doesn't sound like sarcasm coming out of me, but that was complete sarcasm. Uh, but I do love helping racers, yeah. you know? So you reach and I said, Hey man, do you mind putting me in the rundown? Hell Yeah. I got no issues. And then, you know, you ask to be put on the podcast. I have no issues with that. Honestly, I prefer when racers reach out and go, Hey man, can I come on your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. You can. So honestly, man, I appreciate that, that, you know, you reached out to us and we're able to get you on the, on the rundown and the, in their results section on our fate, on our, on our website, because we didn't, we weren't using the Facebook page for that anymore because we had the website. Um, and then of course, for you reaching out and saying, you know, wanting to come on the podcast, I've, you know, it, it, I'm hoping you had a, I'm hoping you had a good time tonight. That's, that's all my main yeah. worry is. And I appreciate you allowing me on here. Anytime, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's always fun when we get to chat with racers and you when they come back, because after we, I find, cause sometimes we, we were joking this off season that Megan's new nickname is going to be shy time. Um, <laughs> from one of our previous episodes where we're going to figure out how to give her a new nickname for next year. Um, my time but here here she is she came up with a nice new intro for you yeah, yeah i know right that, no, that no. might have been influenced no so <laughs> see the thing behind that whole new in, the intro part for that was absolutely hysterical because she didn't tell me what was happening no. so i put my phone in the in the because it was a selfie museum in niagara falls right so i put it in there and next thing i hit record and i saw she she just grabs the mic and she's i'm like what is about to happen and she starts saying i'm like this is the best thing ever. <laughs> and we keep saying she needs to do this more often and, and interject into our. That was like influenced by a few drinks though. So yeah, I don't know if I, I can do that on a Sunday night before work. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like five is okay. I mean, <laughs> five. 
So you start it, start at noon, have one every hour. You're good. Fair. <laughs> um, Cam is Cameron. Is there anyone you want to thank for uh, getting you here tonight and who's helped you out throughout uh, your racing career? I, I, the most people I'd think in like before anybody else is probably my family. They've helped support everything, especially my dad, my brother, um, my sister, and my mom. They've helped out a lot. Um, all my friends too, like my brother-in-law, uh, which was my friend, and like Doug Gordon, he's helped me out a lot with my car, um, and my sponsors too. Like if it wasn't for a lot of our sponsors, we would uh, we wouldn't be as racing as much as we would. So like we got we got really nice sponsors that always like ask us like hey do we need anything and they always check in like how's the race car coming they'll show up at the the shop and or at our house and say hey like is everything going good do you need anything um like even if i could use like like some of my sponsors i use some of their like services even for work every day like i'll bring stuff to them for work and they get it done it's it's really nice and i appreciate all like everybody that helps me um, probably can never say thank you enough. Like, I don't know if you understand what I mean, but like, oh yeah, you, no. say, mm-hmm. you say thank you to somebody, and you sometimes you think, oh, that's not enough. Like, I wish I could say thank you better, but but really, like, you appreciate what they do for you. Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I I think Megan and myself, we can we we can both attest to that. Is that there's people who have stepped up in our lives, and no matter what, we can't we feel like we can never thank them back. Right. You know, I, I think we both can attest to that. Big time. Yeah. Um, is there any, is there any sponsors you want to thank? Is anyone else? Um, so we, I'll, I can list off the sponsors. Um, yeah, go right ahead, man. This is, this is your time. It's time to promote you. It's, <laughs> it's your, that we're promote helping you promote you. Like, <laughs> We're giving you that platform to give I'm them a, a, a shout out. I'm a, little, I'm a little nervous. It's my first time doing one here. So, oh. do you do you have a list? No, I I know them oh. all. I gotta, I okay, okay. Um, there's PVM Hydraulics. Uh, there's Fastlane Transportation, which is my father. He uh, owns that company. We sponsor a couple of race cars out there also. Um, there is RT Pizza and Pete's Pizza on Lakeshore. Um. There is James Auto and Weekend Motorsports. Uh, there was Heidehoff that helped us out after the fire. Um, then there's also, uh, I had two family members reach out after the fire to help me too. They're very close. Um, her, uh, so she's, we call her, I call her uh, Nani, Nani and Paul. So they, they helped us out this year. Um, there is Reclaim from Roots, a uh, live edge company. He helped me out with the, uh, he helped me out with a little bit of stuff on the car and all that stuff, which is nice. And then there is Dennis Giancola from uh, Commercial Auto Electric. He's helped us out numerous times. I can't thank him enough. He's he's helped me with the motor, uh, got me a motor to run. Um, he owns. Uh, Ram machining. He bought a uh, he bought a uh, engine company. He does engine rebuilds for boats and cars and all this stuff. And he's one of the guys I can't thank enough. Same with PVM. They help out so much that I can't I can't say thank you enough to them. Like 
Um, yeah, and then we had uh, our apparel guy, uh, Sick Sick Apparel. He did all our t-shirts for us and sweatshirts the one year. Nice. Um, got us all got us all swagged up. If you, <laughs> if you say. Um, yeah, and then I think I think that's everything. I, I'm kind of forgetting here. I'm kind of all, <laughs> um, I'm just looking here because the the picture I have on my computer screen is from the first year in my old car. Oh, okay. I'm gonna hold on one second. I'm gonna pull up a picture. Okay. <laughs> so that's the one thing I always suggest is either like for like people on racing, always tape with on your rear. I know in on the on your cars would probably be a little different, but like on uh, uh one of the asphalt cars, you stick a piece of tape or stick stick a piece of paper on some plexiglass that's behind the driver's seat. So when you get out, there's the list right there. Yeah. You'll never forget because you just got. If you look at the car, you think you're just you're looking at the sponsors. Meanwhile, the list is right there. Yeah. Oh, and Concept One Fabrication. That's Todd and uh, Doug Gordon. They do all my bumpers and body panels. Nice. So when I crash, and <laughs> they're my go-to call right but, away. That's understandable. First of all, if you do some apparel for 2023, let me know and I'll buy a, a T-shirt off you. Sounds good. I'll even just give you one. I'll buy. I'd rather support a program. Yeah. Text, text me size. I'll get you one. <laughs> Bet. Say less. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't tease me with that. I'll, I'll, I'll send you one after afterwards. Okay. All right. Um, Cameron, it's been fun talking to you. Uh, thank you for jumping on the true North racing podcast this week. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at a racetrack next year. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me on here. We'll talk to you later, okay? Sounds good. All right, bye now. Bye. All right, guys, we want to thank Cameron Lane for joining us this week on the True North Racing Podcast. I think that was, for his first time doing something like that, I think he had a lot of fun. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I hope he enjoyed himself. I hope he has a great 2023 season, but it sounds like he, he's improving his program, which is something that I'd love to hear. Mm-hmm. Um. There, there's some cool things. I, I'm, you know, I'm hoping he does some apparel this year so I can pick myself up a t-shirt. Uh, I would love to try to pick up a t-shirt from every person that comes on the show. So That's if any, if anyone is selling apparel or merchandise and you guys are already going to be appearing on an upcoming show, let me know because I'm going to buy a shirt, maybe two shirts. Because um, I want to support programs. I want to support racers because those are the guys who are supporting us and in a sense and we're able to help support them. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to help make it full circle. Um, I just thought of it. Okay. I feel like Jordan Fiddler would be a fun one to have on. I think we need to get Jordan on. I think it'd be fun. Cause him mm-hmm. and I talked a little bit. We've talked a little bit. I think we, I think I have him scheduled. Do I not? I don't know. Now I gotta, let me go check my notes. <laughs> like I like I, hearing from these dirt guys too. I feel like we do a lot of asphalt, and I know Jordan got into the pure stocks this year, but yeah, we we can we can talk about why he chose to run in pure stocks or bone stocks, why he chose to drive that ridiculous length to Delaware Speedway on a Friday. On a Friday, <laughs> like I I remember doing that stuff. Where do I have that list? Oh my, did I have it on? 
did I have it in my notes? Or did I have a list? I have no idea. I can't. I don't think I've seen a list. Oh no. (laughs) I'm opening up Google. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Guest list. Sorry, guys. It was on my Google Drive. I didn't have that open. I still got all my 2022 stuff here. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I got to check back with him, make sure he's still good. Our next guest. Uh, yeah, we, 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 by the way, we do have Jordan. Okay. He cool. is coming on February 5th. Okay. But next, next time we record, Ryan Beagle is going to join us. I would freaking love to talk to him. Well, you're going to get that opportunity in two weeks on January 22nd. The big dog. Look at that. That's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. So currently we have till February 26th, all booked up with drivers. Nice. To talk to. And actually, not even, not actually, sorry, that's a lie. That's a lie. Our first three episodes of 2023 are drivers. Our fourth episode this year, stickers and scuffs. Okay. We'll have Cam K and Graydon Bunn join us. That'd be cool. And depending on time, we may try and get Graydon's kids on here as well to talk about them. I think that would be fun. That's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. I'm going to talk to them boys to make sure we're still good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last guy I got booked right now isn't a racer, but he's an announcer. Kevin Small. The announcer okay. at Flamborough Speedway is going to join us. Um, so if you guys want to be a guest on the True North Racing Podcast, please reach out to us. Uh, if you are in an announcer, a TV personality, if you are a driver, a crew member, we want to hear from you guys, a promoter even. A tech guy. I'd like to a tech guy. guy. I'd love to we, talk to Glenn Hill. <laughs> we need to get Glenn on here. I think we need to get Glenn Hills on here and talk to him. We've already He's already been suggested a few times. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the questions we could ask him. I feel like the fan questions. The fan questions alone. We won't even need to do an us show. Like we will, it will (laughs) literally just be filled with, with questions from guests guaranteed. Mm -hmm. But we're going to have fun with that. Um, On that, I think we, we, there's other stuff we wanted to talk about. It's getting, we're starting to get a little later tonight. Uh, I got to get going here soon because I do have work in the morning and I got to be out in my house by probably six, just before six 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I want to get some, want to get to bed, get a good night's sleep before I do start the new job. Uh, Megan, is there anything you're excited for this year before we sh- sign off for the week? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get back into the car. I think it's official that I am returning and we officially have four drivers might be bring. I don't know if that's happening. Looking for two more cars. We still don't know the car situation, but I'm getting back into a car. So if I'm uh, nervous and I'm excited, let's put that there. If anyone is selling a bone stock, uh, please reach out to Megan on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, they are looking for two more cars. And if one can be a Sunfire, that'd be better. Because I know Chase wants a Sunfire. He really does. He's pretty upset that that it's gone. So Yeah. 
So if anyone can help us out to get two more cars over into the MRC stable, let let's help them out. Let let's let's help them out. Um, it's gonna be cool to see your entire family get essentially your entire family get out on track and race together. That's gonna be fun to see. And my mom's uh, decided she would like to. Oh, she can't like be the lone one too. out, so she's gonna get yeah. a car too. That's it. Now Perfect. we just had Garrison and Cody and Chelsea. Like, <laughs> I don't know if any of them would. I know Cody would. Given that Cody would in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. He had fun fact. He had a pure stock at one point. Did he? It just never. It never worked out. It never saw the track with him in it, but he would do it in a heartbeat. Garrison not so much, and I don't know if Chelsea would, but yeah. But then we would lose our crew. Cody's like our only pit crew, so yeah, I'll come, I'll come help, help out. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> I'll come. I'll come and help. I'll make sure I'm not doing anything CVM related that night. So, <laughs> uh, you literally see me walking around with my Snap On Electric Impact and just roll. I'll have like my own personal tape, like belts, and I'll just have like different holsters on it, like duct tape and impacts i'll always I'll walk around with a helmet on so i can have a uh, um the the lug nuts like taped here yes. so you see me just walking around with a jack <laughs> oh boy yeah that's i wouldn't even do that just for shits and giggles i, I want i i think i may do that one year one time just walk in the pits get one of them like bmx helmets put some velcro here with some uh it's so cool <laughs> Get a belt and <laughs> maybe that'll be my Halloween costume this year. Do it. I don't even like dressing up for Halloween. I think I can do that though. Let's do it. Let's all well. I'll dress up as myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone dress up like racers and me. I'm just the pit crew. <laughs> my my catchphrase, I want to go fast. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh boy. All right. <laughs> Megan, why, let's let's get us out of the show for the night. Alrighty, thank you for listening to the True North Racing Podcast. You can stay up to date on everything with Jomo Media and promotions by following us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, don't forget to check out the website. Yeah, and don't forget to <laughs> don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. All right, guys, episode eighty two is in the books. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you again, once again, for Cam, Cameron Lane for joining us. For Megan Mitchell, I'm John Morrison. We will see you guys next week. Bye now. See ya. True North Racing. Let's go.